2: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the OFNT podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart, New Tech. I'm your host and resident old fart, Jim Schaefer, and the podcast, at least to me, is The New Tech. I hope this finds you well and you're having a great week. The OFNT Podcast is produced and recorded in the studios of the Factual Data Creation Facility. Well, the holiday season is officially here. This is episode 55, Double Nickel, and my old number when I was an outside linebacker playing football in the Catholic Leagues. I'm releasing this episode early, not because of the holiday, but because I am again working this weekend and won't have time to get a show out to you. There's not much going on this U.S. holiday week, but I'll give it the old community college try. First up is some tech news. Hey, remember that Trump touted a Foxconn factory that was built in Wisconsin, but so far has just sat there doing nothing? Well, according to multiple sources on the intertubes, the company has won a contract to build data-sucking storage servers for Google. I'm sure it will be a long-term contract because the formerly Don't Be Evil company is always looking to increase data collection and storage for info about the public to better serve up those annoying targeted ads. At least some jobs will finally be created. And speaking of Google their YouTube channel, has so many ads that it's almost become unwatchable. Just saying. According to InsiderRadio.com, Sirius XM, the satellite radio company, is exploring an ad-based service to try and earn some money for a change. They are basically a one-trick pony with Howard Stern being the main event. Stern has been threatening to leave lately, and if he chooses to do so, that would probably be the end of the satellite broadcaster. I was a big fan of the Opie and Anthony show back then, and that was the only way to hear it. Sirius signed Stern and then bought XM, and all of the now-combined broadcasters' resources went into Stern. Stern disliked the OA show and did everything to sabotage them, and he succeeded Besides Stern, there really isn't much to listen to on Sirius XM, and Stern is but a shadow of his former self. That's why people have started calling him Hollywood Howie. Things seem to be going so bad over there that rumors abound that the company is in negotiation with Greg Hughes. He's the Opie of the Opie and Anthony show, who they had fired some years ago. Oh, Both services had promised uncensored and ad-free content to lure subscribers, but promptly broke those promises. The last time I had satellite radio service in my car, about five years ago, there were almost as many ads on it as you'd hear on terrestrial radio. And so, what's the point? Reviews are coming in for the new Apple Silicon-based Macs, with the Mac Mini being touted as the champion. Because the hardware and software are so optimized, these computers destroy all benchmarks with ease. Myself, I'll just wait for the second generation before I dip my toe into this new and I find exciting world. HomePod minis are also getting rave reviews, but with the caveat of not to expect full-size HomePod performance out of them. I won't purchase any HomePod model until the minis can be used in a home theater setup, or the big guys' prices come down. If you are into the Apple ecosystem and don't want to splurge on high-end speakers such as Sonos, or the full-size HomePods, but you want something better than middle-of-the-road Bluetooth speakers, The $99 Mini might be your cup of tea. Tech I'm using. I keep getting an error message on my old 12.9-inch iPad Pro telling me that its memory is full. I deleted a bunch of apps, but it keeps happening. I'm thinking of trading it in. Apple will give me about $254 for it, I think. I think I might get the new iPad Air instead of another Pro. Now I'd be giving up two inches of screen size, but doubling the memory. The older iPad Pro has only 32 gigs, while the new Air will have 64 gigs. The only problem is that I would have to buy a new keyboard for it, which would take back a lot of my trade-in value. Hmm. decisions. Decisions. After a recent visit to the doctor's office, I am an old fart, I'm not so sure I trust my Omron BP-7450 home blood pressure monitor. Just before I went to my appointment, I took my blood pressure using that machine and got a result of 117 over 73. The nurse at the doctor's office gave me a reading of 130 over 80, and that's quite a difference. Upon coming home, I took my blood pressure again using the Omron and got a reading of 116 over 77. Obviously, something or someone is not giving me accurate readings. I'll have to find a way to get a third-party reading to be sure. I think I'm going to just order a no-frills monitor and compare. If both are proven to be accurate, I'll use the cheaper one for when I'm at work. Entertainment news, or should I say, not much entertainment news. Actor Johnny Depp's troubles continue. After being booted off the Fantastic Creatures franchise, it seems a man's phone has stopped ringing, so no new projects are on the horizon for him. There hasn't been one peep out of the Hollywood leftists that decry the communist blacklist of actors in the 1950s because of the McCarthy hearings. The actor was accused of beating his wife, No proof was ever given, nor was he convicted in a court of law. Well, you know the old saying, when they throw you a lemon, make lemonade. He'll find out who his real friends are during this, and perhaps he'll act in some small-budget, independent films. Heck, maybe he can join the rest of the comics and all the minor and real celebrities and start a podcast. I'm sure he has some interesting tales to tell. I wish the guy luck. I'm running out of quality movies to watch. I have Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Apple TV, Amazon Prime Video, HBO Max, Showtime, and Stars. I know, far too many. With all that content available, you'd think I could find something to watch? Well, I can't, so I hope there's none of the lockdown because of the pandemic. Podcast news. More trouble in Spotify's stable of podcast networks this week. According to an article in the New York Times, The Ringer, which is a sports show-themed network, which of late has been bringing in sports celebrities and other hosts just on a contract basis. The now unionized full-time employees of Ringer fear they are being deprived of opportunities and these contracts weaken their union. So you see, the squeeze... The squeeze out from all these celebrity podcasts is not just limited to independent podcasters and networks, I guess. That listener-funded podcast organization I proposed a few episodes ago is sounding like an even better idea. RainNews.com had an article about the podcast preferences of the so-called Generation Z, or z That's people between the ages of 13 and 24. Being funny came in at the number one slot with relatable closely behind. Those two were followed by energetic and falls off to smart. There are other categories, but I will just stop at these. Well, these preferences kind of align with my own. I don't know what the millennials' preferences are, but most shows that I've listened to hosted by them seem to be political, serious, and want to be national public radio sounding. So maybe shows like that have something to worry about in the near future. The article also stated that Gen Z prefer unscripted podcasts. I guess if you have a co-host, this would be possible, but try being unscripted going solo. I mean, a show needs some sort of direction. I got an idea. Maybe I'll drink a few beers and just record myself babbling for 20 or so minutes. If what this survey says is true, I'll be a hit. Too bad pathetic wasn't amongst the preferences that I can do and do very well. A lot of the news feeds about podcasting this week had articles about NPRs, that's National Public Radio's dominance in the podcast list gauged by the amount of listeners they draw. Supposedly funded by the U.S. government, which means tax dollars from us peasants, they also accept support from private sources, such as George Soros' Open Society Institute. You know that same institute that funds campaigns for far-left candidates for all levels of government? I guess when communism takes over, NPR will form the basis for the official government radio, something like Pravda was for the old Soviet Union. I'm just tired of the same point of view being shoved down my throat and using my own money to do it with. That and the production values NPR uses. In my mind, I picture the condescending hosts of various NPR shows smugly talking into their $3,600 Neumann U87 microphones, tuned to filter out anything resembling a masculine voice, and forgetting to use any sort of de-esser. That's to preserve the ear-piercing sss signature sound that resembles the sound of some sort of poisonous snake and that snake would make that exact sound before delivering its fatal bite. Many podcasts featuring serious topics hosted by serious people seem to be striving to obtain this signature sound. It's like a holy grail to them, I guess. Now combine that with some creative editing on interviews to push forward your particular agenda, and bingo, you have the perfect podcast. So, help us, Generation Z. Rescue us boomers from the clutches of this evil. Story time. Yeah, I revived it. Thanksgiving is today and families will get together, despite the pandemic supposedly raging around us. Some U.S. citizens will not have this chance. I'm speaking of members of our military. I spent about half of my military career overseas, so let me share some of my Thanksgiving experience. My first Thanksgiving overseas in the military took place in England. I was lucky enough to have a supervisor who took enough pity on me to invite me to dine with his family. I recall the food being good, but not great. This might have been because his wife was English, and that wasn't something cooked often in that country. I don't remember my second Thanksgiving in England. I had a different supervisor who, from day one, didn't care for me. I don't even think I ate turkey on that Thanksgiving. My third overseas Thanksgiving took place in Korea. I went to the chow hall and woofed down some tasteless turkey with some equally tasteless, tasteless trimmings. That's the only reason I remember it, because it was that bland.' The following year I was at a different base in Korea and was determined to cook my own meal. Thank goodness for the city of Taegu because they had modern department stores and in one I was able to find a large toaster oven. It cost me a small fortune but it was cheaper than buying a stove. I purchased a large turkey breast at the commissary located at an army base along with some canned peas and instant mashed potatoes and some stovetop stuffing. It took a while to cook "'the turkey breast, but it came out great. "'I was so proud of my creation "'that I shared the leftovers "'with my non-English-speaking Korean neighbors. "'They too seemed to enjoy it, "'or at least pretended to enjoy it. "'They were probably entertained by me. "'The next year found me in the Philippines, "'living in the barracks. "'The morning of the holiday, "'the barracks chief invited me to dine "'with him and his friends, "'and I was grateful. "'He said he would come get me when he was leaving.' Well, about seven o'clock that evening, I was still waiting, realizing that I had been stiffed. Well, you know, I'm not that smart. I went to the Burger King that was on the base and had a double whopper with cheese, fries, and a shake. I saw the barracks chief the next day, and he never mentioned anything about our planned meal. I never talked to that guy again. The following year in the Philippines, my then-future wife and I were invited to a co-worker's house. They were from the South, and the food was outstanding. My wife, who had never had a Thanksgiving meal before, enjoyed it. Now, I don't know this for sure, but I think she was eyeing up how she would prepare future Thanksgiving meals. My last overseas Thanksgiving found me again in Korea. This time I was a married man with two small children, and they were all with me. I ordered a complete Thanksgiving meal at the base NCO club because we didn't have the equipment for my wife to cook a meal to her high standards. The food from the NCO club was probably the worst turkey meal I've ever had. The turkey was overcooked and bony, like the poor bird was starved before being executed and cooked. It might have also been tortured now that I look back on it. The sides were from... Cans or boxes, but it was still a great Thanksgiving only because my family was there with me. So, to sum up, before sitting down to your holiday feast, give thanks for having your family with you and enjoy your meal. Time for a rant. Okay, like most people, I'm sure you're getting tired of COVID and the measures being dictated to supposedly stop the spread. On a trip to the city this week, traffic was, as expected, heavier than usual. This is because of the holiday and the fear of another lockdown. What I wasn't expecting was the general craziness of my fellow drivers. I was cut off routinely, but that's to be expected. What I didn't expect was almost being crashed into by people trying to switch lanes. Obviously, these morons didn't see my big black SUV. That I didn't become involved in an accident is a testimony to my defensive driving skills, if I may pat myself on the back. I noticed one common denominator in all three of these incidents. The driver was alone in the vehicle and was wearing a protective mask. I just have to ask, maybe it's just me, but why the heck are you wearing a mask while driving alone in a car? Are you going to give yourself COVID? Let me get this straight. You woke up. Decided to go someplace that required driving on a highway. Got ready for your trip and then put on your mask. Got in your car and started driving? At what point did you feel that you might be exposed to the virus? Even if the virus could be spread from car to car, it's winter here. Nobody is driving around with their windows down. Ah, I just, just This is just a example of the general stupidity of the population on display. I blame the media for hyping this pandemic up to hysterical levels, but also the dumbing down of the population through inadequate schooling. This has been going on for years now, and I guess we're finally seeing the result of this more and more every day. People can't seem to think for themselves any longer. They have to be told what to do. Well, the good news is I'm retiring shortly, and I'm punching out of this state. Wherever I wind up, I pray that the local population isn't as dumbed down as they apparently are in this area. Well, episode 55 is done early and hopefully well. I'll let you be the judge of just how well. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you. I hope you found it worthwhile. You can always contact me at OFNTpodcast at gmail.com. If you feel so inclined, tell me what you like and dislike. I'd love to hear from you. Be safe. See you next week. Happy Thanksgiving to all who celebrate it. Remember don't listen to what they say, watch what they do. Take your cranberry sauce, which I don't like, and get off my lawn. See you guys. I'm um, out.